Well, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 is, a, I would say, probably a very familiar passage of Scripture that many times is used to, uh, to show that salvation is by grace through faith, uh, which is very true. Um, but as we look here, the, the title that I've given this message this morning is Grace Works or Both. Grace Works or Both. Uh, because honestly, in our day and age that we live, there's a lot of confusion about salvation. Many people say it's, it's by grace. Many people say it's by works. Many people say it's by grace and works. So is it grace? Is it works? Is it both? What does the Bible say? And we're, this morning, we're going to look at these three passages of scriptures. And I believe when we look here, we'll see that uh, grace and works are both part of salvation, okay? Now, please understand, I did not say that grace and works are both necessary for salvation, okay? They are, they are part of salvation, as I believe we'll see in these three verses. Now, salvation is either by grace, by God's grace, or it is by man's works, because it cannot be by both. Salvation cannot be by God's grace and man's works, do you understand why? Because those are the exact opposites. God's grace and man's works are opposite of each other, right? Think about what the Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 11, verse number 6. And if by grace, Paul says, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then is it no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What, what is he saying here? He's saying, look, salvation is either by God's, God's grace or by man's work, but it cannot be both. Now, I know there's a lot of people that try to say, well, uh, yes, you, you have to have both in order to be saved, uh, but that's not what the Bible teaches. Uh, the Bible says we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Okay? Grace and works are not the same thing. Okay? And we're going to see that this morning. They're not the same thing, right? Now, I want you to notice the first thing this morning, and, and I'm not going to spend as much time on this because, again, we've, we've, really, um, we've really hit this quite a lot as we've gone through the first two chapters here because this is the emphasis here. Um, but notice what he says in verse number 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, right? So the first thing that we see here is the plan of salvation. The plan of salvation is by grace through faith, by grace through faith. So we see, first of all, grace being extended for by grace are you saved, right? And we saw that again, back up in verse number five at the end, by grace, ye are saved. God's grace is being extended to us, right? So what is, what is grace? The word grace simply means favor, right? It's favor. Many times you'll hear the word grace described as unmerited favor, right? Or in other words, it's something that is being offered that you didn't do anything to receive, right? It's unmerited, okay? It's God's grace, okay? It is this unmerited favor that God is offering, and salvation, biblical salvation, I might say, is unique in that no one deserves it, but yet God still offers it. 
Isn't that amazing? No one deserves it, but God still offers it. That's, that is the, the grace of God. No one deserves to be saved, but God is offering salvation. And you understand that you can't find that in any other religion? You can only find it in God. You're not going to find it in religion. You're not going to find it in rituals. You're not going to find it in, in anything but God himself. Every other religion is based upon what you do to earn your salvation. Why? Because their salvation is based upon works, right? And we just clearly saw in verse number nine, he says, not of works, lest any man should boast. And we're going to get to that in a moment, right? But we have to understand, first of all, that grace is being extended, something that none of us deserve. And the reason why none of us deserve grace is because we are all sinners, We're all sinners, right? Every one of us is separated from God because of our sin. And so God, in his love and mercy, is trying to bring us back to himself. And so the only way that we can be brought back to God is through his grace. Grace, this unmerited favor, this salvation that is being offered, is being extended to every person. This grace of God is for all people. We saw, this, we saw this last week. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. We understand God's love, his grace, is for all mankind. This grace is extended. But though grace is extended to all, we are not and cannot be forced to receive it. We're not forced to receive it. God cannot force us to receive it. This has to be a personal choice whether to receive by faith the grace that is being extended. Let me give an example. In 1830, a man named George Wilson was convicted of robbery and murder. At his trial, he was sentenced to death. He deserved to die. However, For some reason, President Andrew Jackson Jackson issued a pardon for Wilson who would, would, if he would have received this pardon, his sentence would have been a lesser punishment, right? And so this pardon is given. But here's the problem. Wilson refused the pardon. Well, that that kind of threw things in in a wrinkle because Andrew Jackson is offering the pardon, but Wilson over here is refusing the pardon, and so they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. I mean, Andrew Jackson, the president, has issued a pardon for this man, but Wilson, the one that the pardon has been given for, is refusing it. So what are we to do? It's interesting, this this case actually went uh, before the Supreme Court because they did not know what to do. And the Supreme Court ultimately ruled that a pardon must be accepted to be effective. A pardon can be offered, but if it is not accepted, it's worthless. Wilson was hanged because he refused the pardon that was offered him. Now, what had Wilson done to deserve this pardon from the president? Nothing. The president simply offered this pardon, but he refused it. He could not be forced to accept it, nor could he be forced to fulfill what the pardon was. 
a lesser sentence. But because he rejected this pardon, they had no choice but to go ahead and hang him. Even though a pardon had been offered. And we would sit there and think, what is wrong with this guy? Why would he not have accepted the pardon? Look, we'll, we'll never know. We don't, we don't know why. But here's the thing. God is offering grace. He offers salvation. But just because God's grace is being offered and because even though, yes, we understand God's grace is sufficient for all, it doesn't mean that all have God's grace. It's for everyone, but unless a person is willing to receive it, what good is it? And this is what we have to understand. The grace is extended, but faith receives it. Grace extended does nothing without faith receiving it. You understand that? Grace extended, God's grace being extended to mankind, does nothing without faith receiving it. That's why today there are people that are burning in hell. Why? Because they rejected God's grace. They rejected that pardon of God. They said, look, the pardon is there, but I don't care. I don't want it. I don't want the pardon. I don't want God's grace. Or there are some that say, yes, I see God's grace is there, but I'm going to work for it myself. Well, he tells us about this. Notice, first of all, under this, we find that this faith is this salvation is received only through faith. Again, for by grace are you saved through faith. Faith, that is that trust in God. He tells us in Romans chapter 3, verse number 24 through 28, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God had set forth to be the propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Over and over and over through scripture, we find that this faith, this grace is received only through faith in Jesus Christ. If you try to receive this grace, this salvation in any other way, then it is not of faith. You say, well, I'll go to church. That's not a faith. I'll get baptized. That's not a faith. Well, I'll become a member of a church. That's not a faith. Well, I'll just keep the Ten Commandments. That's not a faith. You see, it's either by grace or by works. But it cannot be by both because they are the exact opposite of each other. So if it is received by faith, then we have to understand that there is nothing that you and I can do. Again, think about what he says. Not of works, not of yourselves, he says in verse number eight. Not of works. Why? Why does God put the emphasis that it is not by works, that it is nothing that you and I can do? Why? He says, lest any man should boast. Lest any man should boast. You see, God is trying to help us understand that if we were able to do something to receive salvation by, by what we do, then therefore, who gets the glory? I do, right? Um, and please, I, 
if, if you say this, I'm not trying to, to make you feel bad this morning, but many times when I ask someone, uh, when did you accept Christ as your Savior? Many times this is the response that I hear. Well, I was baptized on this day. So who's getting the glory? You are. You're saying, this is what I did. Now, many times some, now I say, now, is that when you got saved? No, 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 I got saved, you know, a month before that. Well, then that ought to be your testimony. That's your testimony when you got saved. Because baptism has nothing to do with salvation, right? Baptism is simply a step in obedience to Christ. If, you, if somebody says, when did you get saved? Why would you go back to something that you did? Well, I was baptized. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Baptism has nothing to do with it. In fact, what do you, if in that, you're trying to say, look at what I did. No, it's not about what you did. It's about what Jesus Christ did. I, I don't, when, honestly, I don't even remember the day I got baptized. I don't. I remember the day I got saved. I remember the day I accepted Christ as my Savior. I can tell you where I was. I can tell you, the, I, I can tell you everything about that, that night when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I don't remember anything about my baptism. I know I did it, right? But I don't really remember anything about it. Because that really has, that has nothing to do with salvation, right? I'm saved by my faith in the grace that God extended to me when I received it, right? I'm not saved by a baptism. Now, again, please, if, if that's something that you've said in the past or something, I would just, I would encourage you, don't go back to what you did. If you know you were saved before you ever got baptized, don't, don't tell somebody, well, I was baptized because, again, who's getting the glory now? You are. You're saying, look at what I did. And he says, wait a minute, not of, your, not of works and that not of yourselves, lest any man should boast. If, if we boast in anything, you know what ought to be? The grace of God. If we boast in anything, it ought to be God's grace, not, not whether I was baptized or not whether I joined the church or not whether I was good enough. It ought to be the grace of God, God's grace, for by grace are you saved through faith. In Luke chapter 7, verse 50, and he said to the woman, thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. By faith, I say, he didn't say, you know, go to the, go to the temple and, 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 and do this. No, he said, thy faith hath saved thee. In Acts chapter 13, verse 39, and by him, all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. He said, you can't be justified by your works. It is only through faith in Jesus Christ. You see, boasting is an expression of pride. Look at what I did. Look at what I did. God says, there's nothing that you can do to be saved. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Notice what he says, it is the gift of God. By salvation being a gift, it prevents man from boasting in what they have done. It prevents man from, I mean, let's, let's be honest, right? How many of you, you like to receive presents? Come on, some of you are lying you're like, oh, no, no, it's better to give than to receive. You're a hypocrite. You know, you're trying to be super spiritual this morning. You know you like to receive gifts. Everybody likes to receive gifts, right? And on your birthday, you know, um, you know, on your birthday, you know, it was um, Father's Day was a week ago. And like a, a week before, I kept reminding my, my kids because I knew they were going, two of them were going off to work at camp. I was like, you know, Father's Day's coming up. Father's Day's coming up, you know, um, they're like, well, we got mom something. I'm like, what are you going to get for dad, you know? Now, here's the thing. Now, if, if on my birthday, 
or Father's Day or Christmas or whatever, whatever it is, if I come into the house and I see there's a present on the table there and it has my name on it, Andrew or Dad for my kids, right? And I look at that. What did I do to deserve that? I mean, can I be like, man, I was born. Wow, I'm a dad. I didn't, I didn't do anything for those things, right? They're simply given, right? But now my choice is, am I going to take it and open it or am I going to just reject it and leave it there? Now, if I reject it and leave it there, even though my name might be on it, it doesn't become mine. Not until I receive it, right? Grace is extended, but faith has to be willing to receive it. If I don't receive it, and and friend, for 20 years, God's grace was extended to me and I chose to reject it. It wasn't until I was 20 years of age that I recognized I needed to receive it by faith. And I received it by faith, recognizing it was nothing that I had done. But it was simply by God's grace and faith in Jesus Christ and what he had done for me. That's when I got saved. That's when I accepted Christ as my Savior. He says in John 1.12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. In Acts 10.43, To him gave all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. You see, it is by faith in Jesus Christ. Faith has to receive the grace that is being extended. And if you're here this morning and you understand that, yes, I understand God's grace. I understand that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. But if you have never by faith received it, then friend, you're missing something. It's not about coming to church. It's not about being baptized or keeping the Ten Commandments or anything like that, friend. It's about Faith receiving the grace that is being extended. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation is by grace and grace alone. You say, Pastor, you said that grace and works are part of salvation. That's true, I did. Grace and works are part of salvation. But works is never for salvation. You see, notice verse number 11, excuse me, verse number 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So we saw the plan of salvation. The plan of salvation is by grace through faith. Grace is extended. Faith has to receive it. And if faith doesn't receive it, guess what? There is no salvation. You say, but I'm a pretty good person. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm a member of a church. It doesn't matter. Well, I I was baptized. It doesn't matter. I've tried to keep the Ten Commandments. It doesn't matter. Grace is being extended, and if you're not willing to receive it by faith alone, it is not yours. It must be by faith. Faith alone. But watch what he says. For we are his workmanship. Those that have received Jesus Christ by faith, there is the plan in salvation. The plan of salvation is by grace through faith. But the plan in salvation, guess what? Is works. Good works. Watch what he says. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus 
unto, what are those next two words? Good works. Now, again, please understand, we are not trying to say that works is, is a part of being saved. No, no. Salvation is only by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That's how we become part of God's family. But once we are saved, notice what he says here. We are his workmanship. We are his creation, right? We are his workmanship. In other words, he has fashioned us. He has created us now. When, when we see that grace is extended and by faith we receive it, then we belong to him now. And he is trying to fashion us. He is, we are his workmanship, right? So notice there is a belonging here. Whose workmanship are we? Whose creation are we? His. You know what that means? You don't belong to you anymore. You belong to him. We are his workmanship. So there is ownership here. That is, we belong to him. He says that in verse number five, in verse number one, and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse number five, wherein you were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Again, it's all him. He has done the saving. We belong to him. He makes us something new. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Titus 2, 14, Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Right? So think about this. When I see that grace is extended and by faith and faith alone, I receive God's grace in salvation. Then he says, now I belong to him and he is going to create in me something new. This creation of something new is going to be seen by what I do. That is good works. Do you understand that before you were saved, before you received God's grace by faith, you could not do good works? He said, well, I'm trying to keep the Ten Commandments. You failed. Well, I'm, I'm going to go to church. You failed. Well, I'm going to get baptized. You failed. Why? Because we cannot do good works before we are saved. The only way that we can do good works is after we have received God's grace by faith. Then, he says, we are a new creation. Now, he says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So now that we belong to him, we are his creation. That means he gets to decide what he wants of us. He gets to decide, right? Have you ever, um, have you ever watched these guys that, um, that take this like stump of wood, you know, this big log, and all of a sudden, they pull out this chainsaw, like, and you're like, what is this guy? Is he going like, to kind of cut out the wood? And, everything? and he starts cutting the wood, but he's shaping something out of it. You ever seen them? Fascinating. How you can take a chainsaw, right, and take this log or this piece of ice. You ever seen them do a block of ice like that, right? They get a block of ice, and, and, and they begin to carve out this thing. And you're like, what is he doing? But as he begins to carve and he begins to cut away and he begins to, to fashion what you begin to say, oh, I see it. He's making a bear, right? Out of a log or he's making an eagle or there's a swan or whatever it is. Now, before we couldn't see what it was. We had no idea what he was going to make, but he knew and only he knew. 
Because he's able to look at that piece of wood and say, you know what, I think this piece of wood, you know, it's not really long enough, it's not really wide enough to be able to be uh, an eagle with wings, but it is, it's, it's long enough that it could be a bear. So I'm going to make a bear out of this. And what does he do? The, the one who is fashioning it decides what it is to be. That's what God is doing. He's looking at your life and he's deciding what he wants you to be, right? He is, he is creating in you a new creature, He's try- and here's the thing. This doesn't just happen overnight, folks, right? It's not, oh, I'm a Christian. Now everything's just perfect. I know exactly everything that God wants from me. No, 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 no. It takes time, right? I mean, as soon as they pull out that log in, in like five seconds, it's not done, is it? It takes time for them to, to pull out that, that image or whatever it is through it. It's take- it takes time for God to pull out of us what he wants. You know why? Because we got a lot of junk in our lives. We got a lot of junk that he's got to cut out and get rid of. And guess what happens? Sometimes we want to hold on to that junk. We're not, we don't want him, him to cut it out. We don't want to let it go. And God's trying to cut it out. And we're like, no, I'm not going to cut it out. And what happens? We become stubborn and he's not able to fashion us into what he wants us to be. But we have to understand we are his workmanship, right? We belong to him. He is trying to make us to be what he wants us to be. Now watch, here's the example, right? What is our example? We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. There's our example. Who is it? It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is to be our example. Now, again, if, if I was standing next to a guy that had one of those chainsaws and a log, and he's like, hey, just, just follow me. Do what I do, right? Why are you laughing? You don't think I could do it? You're so mean. I don't think I could do it either on the first try, right? And he's like, here, all right, you just do what I do, you know, cut it out, you know, cut here. I'm like, well, that wasn't supposed to happen, right? You know, you know, the first try, I'm probably not going to do it. But if he keeps putting a piece of log there in front of me and he says, just do what I do, keep, do what I do, follow me, do it. Eventually, what's going to happen? I'm going to get the hang of it a little bit. It may take me a couple of years and, and the forest might be gone, but I'm going to get the hang of it a little bit, right? Eventually, okay? You understand? That's what he's trying to do. Here is our example. Who is it? It's Jesus Christ. And let's be honest. Anytime we compare ourselves to Jesus Christ, we fail because he's perfect, right? But does that mean that because he is perfect and we are not, that we shouldn't try to follow his example? No, we should try. And you know what? It may not take overnight. It may take six months to be able to get that one cut right. It may take a year to be able to get the face right. It may take five years to be able to get that arm of of that bear right. But you know what? The more that I keep seeing that he is my example, the more that I yield to him, the more I'm going to become like him. You see, he is my example. Christ is my example. Now watch this. Jesus Christ is to be our example. We have been placed into Christ. And just as Jesus Christ went about doing good, so now we are made alive in Jesus Christ to do good works, right? Think about what he says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. I want you to think about this. He says... We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. 
the example of good works that we are to do is not what did the saints do or what did Paul do or what did Peter do or what did the church do. No, no. The example is Jesus Christ. He is the example of good works. So what good works can you and I do? Now, sometimes we, we think that the church has to have the program to do good. You know, if the church comes up with a program to be able to do good, then I can kind of attach myself to that, and then I can become part of the program. Well, that's not a bad thing, if if I can say that this morning. That's not a bad thing. But can I say, I think many times we depend on that too much. We depend on the church to come up with a way to do good. Wait a minute. He didn't say the church is the example of doing good. He didn't say the church is to set the example. Who sets the example? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our example, right? We are saved by faith in order so that we are now able to do good works in Christ Jesus. So what good works can you and I do? Again, we have to remember, the church is not a building, right? Many times we just think the church is the building. It's not a building. It's you and I who know Christ is our Savior. So if Christ is our example, what good works did he do? Now, I I know that you and I cannot heal a leper. We cannot heal a cripple, right? But he did more good than just miracles. Did you you think about what what I just read here in Acts chapter 10, verse 38? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, right? So there were miracles being done. There's no doubt about that. Yes, he did heal lepers and he cast out demons and and he did all these different things, but there there was good that he was doing along with the miracles that he was doing. The miracles weren't just all that he was doing. So what good did Jesus do? What good can you and I do? Who should we even do good to? Well, I think, obviously, first of all, we ought to try to do good to those who are our family, our spiritual family. Those of us that we know are saved, that we know are part of of the the children of God, then, man, we ought to say, how can I do good to them? How can I do good to them, right? And figure out ways to do good to those that we know are are saved. What What is something good that I can do for them? What about then to those who are lost around us? Now, again, here's the problem. We only want to do good to those who do good to us. But that's not what he said. He didn't say just do good to those who do good to you. No, he says we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Right? So let me ask you this morning, Christian. If you know that you're saved this morning, you know that you, by faith, have received God's grace, right? then are you doing the good works that Jesus wants you to do? Are you doing good works? You say, well, I'm in church, aren't I? Yeah, I don't think that's a good work. You say, going to church isn't, isn't a good work? That's more of a duty. That's a, that's a duty. That's a responsibility. It's not a good work. What good works are you doing? Because again, this is what he says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So if we are his, 
and he is trying to, to shape us and mold us what he wants us to be, then what good works are we doing for him? Now, can I say this? Good works is not all about the action. It's also about the attitude. Can we, can we agree with that, right? Good works is not just about the action. It's also about the attitude. Can you, can you picture Jesus as Philip and the other ones come to Jesus and like, Lord, send these people away. They, they need to go and eat. We haven't eaten. And Jesus like, well, just make them sit down. Have them sit down on the grass. What do we have, guys? Philip, you know that's not, that's, oh my goodness, Philip, what is wrong with you? Andrew, what are you doing? You brought, you brought a boy that has five loaves of bread and two fish? Really? Fine, give it here. All right, Lord, Father, these people need to eat. They're looking to me. Can you just do something? Do you think that was the attitude that Jesus had? Then why is that our attitude? Why do we have that attitude? Man, here they come again. I guess I'm going to have to do something nice to them again. Here. See, I did a good work. Yeah, I can tell your heart was in it. You see, doing the good work is not just about the action. It's about the heart. Can you imagine when Jesus was sitting and those little kids started coming up? Who had the wrong heart? Send him away, Lord. Hey, don't, kids, get away from him. Get away. Get, get, what are you doing up here? Get away from him. No, no, no. What did Jesus say? Hey, guys, what are you doing? Suffer the little children to come unto me. Forbid them not. Did he not show compassion? Did he not show love? Then why don't we? You see, sometimes we think, well, I'm saved. That's all there is to it. No, you're wrong, friend. Works are a part of salvation. I did not say works help you get saved, but they are a part of salvation because we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And the example is what Jesus Christ said. Let me ask you a question. What, what good works do you do at, for, for people that you work with? If you, you have employees or employers, what good works do you do for them to show them Christ? Well, you know, it's just, you're, you're talking about something different. Am I? Or is it we just don't want to be obedient to the good works that we're supposed to do? We don't want to yield to what he wants us to do. We just want to keep living the way we want to. See, that goes back to understanding whose workmanship you are. That, that log of wood doesn't get a say in what gets to be made out of it. 
It's the guy with the chainsaw that gets the, that gets the say. You and I don't get a say on who we want to be good to and who we don't want to be good to and when we want to be good and when we don't want to be good. You see, we take it all into our hands. It's not in your hands, friend. He is our example. You tell me one time when Jesus was not good. Tell me one time when Jesus was not good. All right, let's think about this past week. Were you good all this past week? Were you good to those around you? Did you do good works to those that are your brothers and sisters in Christ? Did you do good works to those who are without Christ? It's getting a lot of quieter in here. You see, we want, sal- we want salvation just to be, hey, I'm going to heaven, that's all I need. That's not what salvation is. That's not at all what salvation is. That's why he says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. You say, this is God's plan. It's his plan. It's, it's, we are his workmanship, his example. It is his plan. The, works are not the price of salvation, but they are the proof of salvation. We are saved for good works, not by good works, but for good works. And this is not to be an option. God has ordained this. This is what he said, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So if I am not walking in good works, then I am being disobedient to God. If I am not living a life that is good to those around me, whether it is the lost, whether it is my brothers and sisters in Christ, then I am not being obedient to what God has said. I'm trying to hold on to that piece of wood and say, no, God, I'm not going to let that go. Don't cut that out. I, I want to be angry. I want to have an attitude. I want to just be mean to people. Wait, that's not what God's trying to make you. We are created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You know what he's saying? He's expecting those that say we belong to Jesus Christ to follow the example of Jesus Christ in doing good. Well, I came to church on Sunday. That's not doing good. Well, I read my Bible. That's not doing good. I prayed. That's not doing good. Now, please don't, don't be, go out here and say, Pastor said we don't have to read our Bible or pray and go to church. That's not what I said. That's not what he's talking about when he says doing good. And you and I both know that. We are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Think about what he says. Jesus says in Matthew 5, 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. This is why He wants us to do good works. So it glorifies the Father. It's about the Father. Just as salvation is about Jesus Christ, He says our good works are going to glorify the Father. They're going to glorify Jesus Christ because, hey, everybody knows we're miserable. Everybody knows we're mean. Everybody knows we have an attitude. Everybody knows we hate everybody else. That's just natural. And you're going to tell me that Jesus can't change that when you become a child of God? 
Well, that's just how I am. That's not how he made you to be. You see, we are created in Christ Jesus on two good works. You say, what should I do? Hey, follow his example. Read, read what Jesus did. I'm not going to give you a list of things. Do these things, and that's a good works. No, just look what Jesus did. Look how he treated other people. Look how he was kind and compassionate. Look how he was able to be, he willingly touched the lepers. He, he was willing to sit with the, the prostitutes and the harlots and the tax collectors and, and try to share the love of Christ with them. He went out of his way to talk to a Samaritan woman to show Christ to her, to show her that she needed a savior. You can't read the life of Jesus Christ without seeing him do good. So can people read your life without seeing you do good? It's, it's there. It's all over scripture. He does good all the time. Do, we, do you and I? If not, then we are not being obedient. We're not doing what he has called us to do. In Titus 1.16, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. In Titus 2, 7 and 8, in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. He says one of the reasons why he wants us to do good is so that the lost don't have anything evil to say about you. There's nothing they can say bad about you. Well, he's always late to work. Well, he's, he's always mean to people. He never does anything kind to anybody. Wait a minute. What are they saying? Your God is worthless. You're telling me that I ought to believe in Jesus, but yet look how you treat people. You're telling me I ought to believe in Jesus. Look how you talk to people. You're telling me I ought to believe in Jesus. You don't treat anybody kindly. You don't do good to anybody. Why should I want to listen to what you have to say, man? You see, he is to be our example. And when we follow his example, what do we do? We glorify the Father, and through that, we help draw people to Jesus Christ. Now, please understand, again, I'm not saying good works save us. No, 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 friend. Salvation is God's grace that must be received by faith. But when we receive Christ by faith, we are his creation and he is trying to create in us. He is trying to help us and form us to be that good that he wants us to be. Now, please understand, as I said, this isn't going to happen just overnight. But here may I also say, don't use that as an excuse. Well, it's not going to happen overnight, so I can just keep on doing what I'm doing. No. If you know you're doing something wrong, why don't you change it? If you know you're not doing good, why do you keep doing it? If you know that God's saying that's wrong, then maybe you need to ask God to help you change it. Because he's trying to create in you a person that is going to bring glory and honor to God. For by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship. So because of salvation by faith in Christ, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Grace, works, or both? Grace 
Grace alone for salvation. But works is the fruit. Works is the proof that is going to be seen when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Are you allowing God to help you to be that person that he wants you to be? Again, what good works could people say about your life? When they think about your life, are they going to think about the good things that you have done? Now, I'm talking about a Christian here, right? I'm talking about somebody who's truly saved. Are they going to think about the good things that you have done, or are they always just going to bring up those bad things? The bad things. Because you understand, the Bible says one day that we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, those of us who are saved, and we will all have to give an account of what we have done, whether it be good or bad. When we stand before Jesus Christ, is he going to say, you followed my example? You followed my example of being good and showing good works? Or is he going to say, you know, I tried to I tried to fashion you, but you just wouldn't let go. You just wouldn't let go of those things that I wanted to remove from your life. I knew what I wanted to make you, but you just wouldn't let go. You were disobedient, simply choosing to do what you wanted to do instead of doing what God wanted you to do. I wonder with their heads bowed this morning, no one looking about, Friend, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I implore you to understand that salvation is not by works. There's nothing you can do to be saved. God has extended His grace and the only way you can be saved is if you by faith are willing to receive it. It's not through a baptism or through church membership or trying to be a good person. No, it's not through any of those things. Maybe this morning you're here and you say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm saved. I'm not sure if I died today where I would go. You know, Pastor, I don't know that I've ever received God's grace by faith alone. If that's you this morning... Would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me? I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to call you out. But I want to pray for you this morning. You say, Pastor, that's me. I've, I've never received God's grace by faith alone. I thought it was through a church. I thought it was through being good. I thought I had to do this or that. You say, Pastor, I'd like to know how I can be saved by faith and faith alone. Just slip your hand up, put it right back down. Pastor, pray for me. Anybody this morning? Pastor, pray for me. And Christian, can I ask you, if we were just to take this past week, what would be said about your life? The works that you have done. Would people say they are good works? Would people say they are bad works? Would Jesus say they are good works? Or would Jesus say they are bad works? Nobody in this church is going to follow you around keeping track of all your works. No, no, that's between you and God. But friend, you know. 
What good works are you doing to those that are part of the family of God? What good works are you doing to those who are lost without Jesus Christ? Our good works are to glorify our Father that they may see Him. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. It's kind of hard to glorify our Father and to shine that light when we're not doing anything good. What can you do to follow His example? Father, I pray You'd work in our hearts this morning. Lord, help us to understand that yes, even though salvation is by faith alone in Jesus Christ, Lord, maybe there's somebody here that's not made that decision yet. I pray that you'd work in their hearts. Lord, help us to understand that if we have accepted Christ, then we are your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. You're our example, Lord. And we ought to be following your example to do good works to those around us, whether they're saved, whether they're lost, so that our light can shine for Jesus Christ and we can glorify the Father and draw others to Jesus Christ. Lord, we know one day we will stand before you and we will have to give an account of how we have allowed you to work and create in our life what you want to be done in us. Lord, help us to be yielded to you. Help us to look and search the Scripture and say, Lord, how are you good to people? And then would we apply that to ourselves? We would be good to those around us and to do those good works to glorify you. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, we'll just stand quietly this morning.